It's derby time. Come on, tell your friends. We'll go to many distant lands. With Dan the coach and Jackie the skater, the fun will never end. It's derby time. Welcome to the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. This is Jackie Bauer. Thank you for joining me today on the path to becoming better athletes, teammates, leaders, and human beings. Hey there, friends. It's January, and you know what that means. There's a lot of people out there who are showing you a lot of advertisements that are like, lose weight now. You must look like this. And it can get kind of annoying, more than annoying. For some of us, it can get like a little like soul crushing over time. It's not fun. Feels bad. And you know what? Losing weight is not the right answer for many of us because we are athletes and our focus shouldn't be on a number on a scale. Our focus should be on getting stronger, getting faster, getting more powerful, more explosive, just being everything we can be in our sport on the track. And it irks me to no end when every year, oh, it's a new year. You want to do a trim down challenge? Mm, no, no, I do not. I do not want to do a trim down challenge. In fact, I find that triggering. It triggers me because of my own mental health and that's not cool. And so I wanted to reach out to somebody who you listeners have requested for the podcast And that is Kay Woodward of Arch Rival Roller Derby because she has set a great example for all of us out there in the derby community in terms of body positivity. Now, it's not easy. It's like a daily struggle and you have to remind yourself every day, but I really loved getting the chance to talk to her and Without further ado, I'm going to take you to that conversation now. Apologies in advance because her absolutely wonderful puppies, Olive and Potato, had some uh, neighbor greeting they needed to do in the background a little bit, but it's not so bad. And we all kind of love dogs here at Power Through the Fourth Whistle, so no problem there. Let's listen to a K-Woo! We have a special guest today on Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. We're talking with Kay Woodward. What do you Hello. like to go by? Um, so I tell my friends kind of to call me Kay Woo. It makes me feel better than just Kayla, which is my real name and derby name is Kay Woodward. But Kay Woo, I thought was a nice compromise to have something with a little flair on it. Yeah, it's got lots of attitude. K Wu yeah. is like it's like the Beyonce of Derby names. K Wu. Uh, <laughs> I would just not want to snap way. your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So Kwu, I, I really want you to tell us more about yourself and your roller derby journey. How'd you get mixed up in this crazy sport? <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. So I went to college. Um, I moved from uh, like a smaller town in Illinois down to Springfield, Missouri, and I got lost looking for a Best Buy. And um, at the edge of town, there was a little roller rink called Skateport. And it's no longer there anymore, which is really, really sad. But they had a sign that said roller derby here. And I was like, what the hell is that? Like, <laughs> that, I don't know what that is, but I have to figure it out. And um, so I went home and or to my dorm and I illegally downloaded Whip It because it had come out. <laughs> don't tell anybody. Um, but so I was like, there's no way that that this kind of sport, this kind of community, this kind of action is happening in Springfield, Missouri. So I went to watch the first game, which was like a, a little kind of Halloween mashup, um, that they were having. And I was hooked. It was a, it was a weird little smelly, you know, roller rink with, you know, it with like the lights. Um, they actually had like light up rope for the floors and amazing. Yeah. And it was just, it was something so incredibly magical and so cool. And I've, I feel like I've maybe like, it's, I have memorialized it in my head to be such an iconic moment and it truly was, but like, I was always a plus size person. And, and when I went into college, especially I was pretty sedentary and, um, I was really not feeling great about my body and I was, you know, close to 300 pounds. And I watched a woman who had similar body type as me, just owning other people and like people celebrating that and it was so incredible for me to see that like people and like an audience can like look at somebody and find power in their body and like celebrate it it really was the first time that I had felt like some uh, something other than the quote-unquote social norm of body type could be celebrated as an athlete and um, it was a life-changing moment for me so I have been doing it ever since which has been like 2011 um, from then. So, yeah. And who do you skate for? <laughs> so yeah, I skate for our tribal roller derby out of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, it's been the pride and joy of my life to be able to skate for this team. I started with Springfield roller derby. They were Springfield roller girls, but they've moved to the time like everybody else, which is really exciting. Um, but yeah, so I went from like a small little league that was probably very close. And at the time, you know, there wasn't 400 with the leagues or anything like that. It was like a hundred and we were dang near the bottom. And so when I moved to arch rival, arch rival was hovering between 30 and 20. And, uh, um, that was in 2013. And so I've been playing with there since then. And it's been a climb ever since. And we, uh, we ended fourth this year, which is really exciting. That was such an exciting weekend. I, I've been a fan of our tribal for a while. I've been enjoying the climb, the, the journey of the last few years, especially. It's been so exciting to watch. And I got to say, like one of my stories from Champs was I kept looking for y'all's merch table because I'm like, guys, I really want to throw money at you. Where's <laughs> the merch table? And it didn't show up until like that last day. Like I was on my way somewhere else. And then I was like, wait the merch has arrived. Like yeah. I need to throw my money at this crop sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, when you travel, especially internationally, like taking extra anything and like having the, the 
person power to have a booth is is really difficult and so all of us do the booth and it's hard to do that when we're playing so <laughs> of course but i was just like i'm such a fan please let me pay you <laughs> yeah we need to like hire like a traveling person to like do our stuff that's something that we kind of talk about because we kind of have let that let that down before but the sweatshirts were really soft <laughs> oh my gosh they it was so perfect i had a 14 hour drive back and I wore that sweatshirt and I was like, it's all worth it now. <laughs> <laughs> so you at one point were also doing a lot of like, like relief jamming for Arch Rival, like here and there, like pivoting and whatnot. What was that like? I love jamming. I really do. I think it's so fun. It's such a different look than blocking. Um, so I've always like daddled, diddle daddled in jamming. Actually, my first ever all-star game for Springfield, I actually jammed more, which was really kind of cool. Um, but yeah, in 2015, um, we actually had a jammer who had a like um, a shoulder injury going into our game against London. And um, I had been really intensely training all year for Derby and I was like in amazing shape. And they were like, Kayla, this is it. We're pulling you from blocking and, and you're going to be jamming. So I got to jam against an entire half um, as a main rotation jammer against London, which for me was huge because I am obsessed with Steph Maney and like players like Jukebox and like playing against people like that was like really crazy. And then to do it while jamming, which was like not something that I had anticipated, which was, was really <laughs> cool. And um, yeah, so I've gotten to to diddle daddle in that. But, you know, over the years, we've had a couple of amazing transfers like Bolt Action and uh, Vicious Van Gogo who have really intensive jamming experience. So they're like a little bit better of an option than I am now. So <laughs> I don't know about that. I really loved your jamming days. I remember that game. I was like, oh my gosh, she's so good at blocking them. Look at her jam. This yeah. Thing. I was I'm very excited. To move straight forward. <laughs> like that's all you I'm trying were. to do. You were. You were very difficult to move. It was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Just yeah. Try. And the, just try. Yeah. In the local season here uh, in St. Louis, we have a pretty big local season and uh, I love to jam during that too. So uh, I'm not afraid to take the star. I know like a lot of people are like, they see uh, any kind of panty at all and they'll like look away like, mm. but I'm like, yeah, give it to me. I'll do it. I'm okay. That's so awesome. <laughs> so, um, interestingly, at Champs weekend this year, um, a few listeners found me and kind of mobbed me a little bit because they're like, we need you to talk to Kwu. We really want to hear about body positivity. Please, please go get Kwu." And I'm like, all right, all right, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> so that's how we ended up here. And I was trying to figure out how to track you down. And I actually found... Uh, an older Instagram account first. And then it was like, oh no, if you really want to follow me, go to the thighs on the prize. Yes. <laughs> so what made you change and, and go into a new Instagram account where it seems like you have like a, a running theme going there? Yeah. I, uh, a long time ago, I used to have that account and then I kind of got locked out of it. Um, and I had some access to the Kayla one before. Um, but my phone, my, my, it was, it was a long story about my phone and my old email from years and years ago being attached to my old phone. And then I threw my phone in a dumpster on accident where it rained. So then I got <laughs> locked out. 
Um, but I had a little bit of access to it. Um, but then I had created a separate account because I was really wanting to focus more on like my fitness goals and like really starting on doing things more fitness related. And I didn't want to bombard the other people that like I personally knew on Instagram because back, you know, Instagram wasn't always like just models and, and marketing and things like that and influencers. So I was just like trying to separate it so I could like follow separate people and like kind of streamline what I was doing. Um, but then, yeah, then it just became, that was all of it. So, (laughs) but yeah, no thighs on the prize actually came from, there was one time at practice, um, that I was wearing shorts for like the first time. Um, and I remember like I was, um, consciously like really, really nervous about wearing shorts and, um, I kept adjusting. Um, and I was like, man, I am, I was, I was speaking to one of my teammates and I couldn't remember something, something. And I was like, yada, 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 yada. My thighs are on the prize though. Like, like I got to get over it. Like this is my moment. And it just really stuck with me. Like it just came out of nowhere. And I was like, oh yeah, this is it. Like I'm going to, I'm going to make this a thing. And so I started the, the account and I love the name. There's actually another thighs on the prize out there too. And I think we kind of get cross every once in a while. I think her name is Kayla too, or maybe something that starts with a K. So we must have a, a bond that's beyond this universe or something. All right. So if anyone goes and follows the Instagram account, make sure you're following the right one, the right thighs. <laughs> Follow both thighs. They're probably both pretty cool. Yeah. I, actually, it sounds like it's this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you get going and, and become just so much more confident and be like a role model for others now because others see you as a role model they're like okay was wearing crop tops okay was wearing short shorts i can do it too like you you can do, you see it in their eyes you hear it people tell me this and i'm like that's really cool like how did this come about yeah. like yeah <laughs> it's still amazing to hear that because like you never you know like me personally like i never went to go out to be like inspiring or motivational or anything but um I mean, it actually like my own confidence and my own like body image has been a really big work in progress. Like uh, a huge part of my identity for a really long time was about trying to lose weight and trying to get uh, fit in, in my mind, fit was a certain standard in a certain way that I had to change my body. Unfortunately, that, that took a long time for me to, to learn um, and then unlearn. Um, and so I, you know, I started really thinking about weight loss. That was a huge, a huge thing and a huge catalyst for me, but it was never about just losing weight for anything. It was about always being more fit for roller derby. Um, I started kind of like that journey in 2013, just on like, uh, January 1st. And I had goals about what I wanted to do and certain numbers that I wanted to hit. and. That became a really slippery slope because through the years I was able to find success. And through that success, I was able to find people now commenting on my body and giving me um, approval, like a stamp of approval, like, oh, now you're in a socially acceptable type of person because you've lost weight and you look a certain way. And unfortunately, I really fed into that because I have always been plus size. I've always been a, a, a bigger woman. And like, Um, I had kind of craved some of that attention for just being 
a person in this world, right? And especially being plus size, like in, in sport, like you are constantly looked down upon, you're constantly looked like you're, you're not enough or that you're not athletic. And so I had tried a lot. And as, as I started gaining some of this, like this attention and some of this, um, this kind of, I would say fake confidence that was based off of ideals of that I had of myself, that was all really superficial. Um, and then once I started kind of like relaxing and trying to get to a quote unquote normal lifestyle, as in like not working out constantly. Um, and it really started taking a toll when I was really, um, getting deeper because I developed an eating disorder, um, just because of all of that attention and wanting to maintain and like being really public about it. I shared a ton of my story online on Instagram and I had gotten some like other people who have kind of taken notice and were like interested in doing like articles or like even a podcast about um, my specifically about my weight loss and how that was amazing and how I'm such a better person now that I've lost so much weight. So a lot of those things kind of grouped up, right? And then so I wanted to continue that progress. So that meant that I started taking laxatives, like I started taking or um, doing enemas daily, just so I was cleaning myself out, um, cleaning out the system, doing detoxes that I wouldn't eat for a couple of days. So it kind of got really dangerous. And it kind of got really to a point where no matter what size I was or what kind of goal that I was hitting, it was never enough. And, um, and I realized that it wasn't the outside of me that was ever wrong. It was always that inside of me, something that I wasn't taking care of myself properly. And so I started gaining weight, which was, was really, really hard for me because again, I was so public about my before and after photos, right? Like it was really, really important for me to have those and like the followers that you gain on Instagram or whatever, because you're all in this fitness community and you're supporting each other just based off of losing weight and your real goals. And sorry, I, I, I'm kind of going down a rabbit hole now, but the moral of the story is, is that I thought that losing weight was going to give me confidence. And then I found out that that's not true. What's going to give you confidence is being a hundred percent authentic with yourself surrounding yourself with good people and fixing what the heck is wrong with you. And um, even if you can't fix it, you have to acknowledge it and become friends with it because you have to live with yourself every single day. And so it took me, you know, about a year and a half ago, I kind of pumped the brakes a little bit and I kind of took a step back and I, I had an injury that prevented me from working out so much. And that kind of helped like, that anxiety based around my, in, my, my injury was like, Oh no, I'm hurt. I can't work out. I'm going to gain weight and people are going to think I'm disgusting or think people are going to think negatively about me, which that's so incredibly toxic. And so I was like, okay, there's, there's something up here and it's never been about it. Cause I've never been happy with my appearance. It's just, you know, it was never enough. So you know, I started like rethinking everything last year and taking a real big step out back from fitness, which I, I do. I, I love fitness. I love going to the gym. I love working out. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it's making sure that we're doing it for the right reasons. Um, and so I started kind of talking about my husband always had things and my anxiety was getting really, really bad because of 
the weight loss and, and gaining weight again. And he was like, you know, you always have two choices. You either let it go and live with it, just be fine with it, or you let it ruin your day. And are you really, are you really wanting it to continue to ruin all of your days? And I was like, no, I, I really don't want to. And so, um, um, something else that I kind of like started thinking about is like, you know, I've always been so critical of myself, but man, do I love to hype up my friends. And I've been incredibly fortunate to meet so, so, so many amazing people and through Derby that have given me so much power, so much strength. Like I want to say that nobody made me lose weight in Derby. No, none of my coaches told me I had to lose weight. None of my teammates told me I needed to be fitter. This was all like personal stuff that I, that I felt the pressure put on me and, you know, looking at higher level teams way back at the time, not now, because I think there's a really nice, um, a nice amount of people with different body types in the top 10. But like back then it used to be so one type and especially at arch rival, all the top level skaters were really thin. And I, I thought that I had to fit in a certain mold, but then I had to like step back and, you know, the past year and a half for me has been like, would I ever judge a friend or my acquaintance for a downfall of myself, or if I were to gain weight, or if I wanted to step back from fitness, or if I wanted to eat that extra ice cream or something like that, or if I needed some downtime to like decompress or step back, would I ever judge a friend of mine? No, I wouldn't. I would understand because I'm, I, I feel like, you know, giving grace is like the best thing that you can do, give people space that they need, but never judging somebody. I personally wouldn't do that. So I was like, why do I keep doing it to myself? And so, you know, back to all the body positivity is like, you know, I, once I started losing weight, I felt like I could lose, I could show more skin and growing up plus size. Um, I always thought that I had to hide myself, right? You know, tail as old as time. You're in high school. It's 80 degrees. You got jeans in a sweater on all the time. Right. And so when I started losing weight, I was like, I can get away with some like the fashions that I really want to. Right. Um, and so I think it was, it was actually at, um, sorry, uh, my microphone, it was actually at a tournament at, um, it's not spring roll. It was brouhaha where I ordered my first pair of roller derby shorts and I had test ran them out of practice. And, um, I went to go play the, my first tournament weekend in, in a pair of shorts and a friend of mine, a male friend had, and, you know, I was kind of in the middle of my weight loss and I really hadn't gained a lot of, a lot of, uh, muscle tone or anything specifically yet. So, and you know, uh, just bodies, they, they flop in general, mine flops all the time now, and I'm totally okay with that. But I had, you know, some movement down the, uh, down in my thighs, which I'll uh, always be, you know, proud of. But um, he was like, maybe you shouldn't wear shorts. And um, I think that was in 2014. It was the year that our tribal beat Minnesota, which was a really big moment. Um, and um, it was that game, which I was actually accidentally expelled from anyway. Uh, and I was told maybe you shouldn't wear shorts. And from that day on, I knew that like, no matter what, like 
for a friend of mine, especially like a male friend to like give me that kind of feedback meant that he didn't see enough bodies out in the real world being authentic and like what true body and form looks like. So I was like, I, I will never play roller derby again in pants. <laughs> and I literally have it. I mean, the sanctioned gameplay, I've only played in shorts since that moment. And I, I won't do it specific, like, because I think it was such crap, honestly. And, um, and so from that moment on, I was like, okay, this is my, my point. This is the, the chip on my shoulder. It's, it should never, we should never be shamed, especially in sport when our bodies are doing such amazing things that we should be hidden. And that kind of helped grow that throughout my entire life. Like I started gaining more confidence to show the rest of my body. Like I've always been proud of my legs. Like they're thick and meaty and tree-like, but that makes me hard to fall down. Like I, <laughs> I, you know, I honor that. And so I don't remember when I started making, like started wearing crop tops. Like I just don't, it just came so natural to me. I was like, you know what, if I'm just going to be showing the, the, my butt cheeks and might as well show the whole belly button too. So I started like my hashtag free the button movement. And, um, and I, I, I don't know, I just started thinking that like I should be comfortable and I'm comfortable in this. And sometimes I note take note that other people are uncomfortable when I'm in, um, short shorts or something revealing. And that gives me, that fuels me more power that these people need to see me. If somebody feels uncomfortable with the way that I am showing myself in public, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not naked. I'm not doing something vulgar. I'm existing in a world that it's okay to exist in. There are plenty of people that if I were a thinner frame, that not one person would think differently about it. But because I have more fat or I have more rolls or I have more jiggle that it makes you uncomfortable. Well, that's not fair because there's tons and tons and tons of people in the world that have fat, that have jiggle, that feel shame for no absolute reason whenever we have these magical vessels that get us in our daily activities, especially in sport. So um, I, I just started kind of feeling that. And um, yeah, I don't know. Now it's my cross to bear just because I feel like for so long I shamed myself and hid myself for so long. Um, and uh, it, it, it kind of has been like, okay, I need to show it to the world because I think everybody else needs to, to accept it along with me. And it, there always is kind of that, you know, fake it till you make it right. That I'm going to show it. And so then maybe I'll, I'll, I'll pretend that I'm confident and one day I will be confident. And some days it's way easier and some days it's really freaking hard, but um, I've been really inspired this past champs year, which is probably the, the heaviest weight or the biggest size that I've ever played um, in this of high level that I've had a really big uh, community reach out for me after that. And it was really inspiring because like I said, gaining weight was really vulnerable for me, especially because I was such an idiot and made such a big deal about losing weight before, which I highly, highly regret because I felt like I was putting value on myself losing weight and that I thought that people would devalue me as I started to gain weight. So it was really big and really rewarding um, for me to have all that support with the community. And I, and um, as, as I'm here, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who was a part of that because it, it's not unseen and um, I'm still human and there's not any like 
derby fame or derby ego with me i honestly i i I am still starstruck by the people that I get to play with on a daily. Like I play with Brick Tater and Vicious Van Gogh. Like I, it's the <laughs> coolest thing ever, right? So, um, yeah, it meant a lot to me. So, well, let me just say, um, I love you even more hearing the story now because I can relate to so much of it, just like mentally, emotionally, the journey. Um, I've had uh, eating disorder problems on and off throughout the years. It's, it's like something that never quite goes away in your brain. There's always something in there ready to, to just peek up its little ugly head and and say something not nice about you and you have to fight it. And I've been, uh, fighting that during the off season because I had an injury. And like you were just saying, I immediately was like, I'm going to gain weight now because I can't train like I want to, even though I know that's not true. My brain is trying to mess with me. And yeah. so I, I just love hearing this journey. And man, as far as shorts go, people don't, if you're not wearing shorts, you don't know what you're missing. Right. Because I used to wear pants forever because I'm like, looks better in photos, looks better in photos. But man, do I sweat a lot. Yeah. I was so, <laughs> I was so happy when I would just one day was like, you know what? I'm going to try shorts. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if my knee pads are going to slide off my body or what, but I need to know what shorts is like. And I've never gone back. Yeah. And then I saw photos and I was like, it's not nearly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It's not yeah. bad. I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Especially sports photos. Like I said, it's that body in motion. Like I, there's photos of me where like, it's almost kind of like a water drop where you can kind of see the rumble, but then you can see <laughs> the power behind it though. Uh-huh. You know? um, yeah. Also like, I always feel like I move a lot faster with shorts on like maybe yes. they're like my superman cape or something that gives me special powers but yeah. like maybe you're I'm showing off your superpowers your crop top and shorts yeah <laughs> it's, it's I exposing do tell you your what, superpowers yeah there is um there is something to be said about making sure that you have the appropriate things to prevent chafing though i use a mm. a nice stick deodorant if you can use dove that's the best i do a couple swipes and it helps me out <laughs> Oh, I do love Dove deodorant just in general. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Everyone, K-Woo's giving away the secrets. (laughs) Yeah, that's very, very important. Chafing is a problem. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like, it's it's so true. Like, I don't think there's anybody who starts playing roller derby that looks like when they started. Our bodies change a lot through the process because... You, you gain that strength and that power or you don't continue in roller derby, right? And right. it changes your body. And we shouldn't be ashamed of our giant legs. We all have giant legs now. That's yeah. okay because um, leggings and jeggings and joggers are in style. And we are also lucky that there are so many clothing items we have as options now to be comfortable. Right. <laughs> I went to my first derby practice. I had never roller skated before. And this was back in 2011, and they did not have jeggings back then. <laughs> I went to my first derby practice in regular Old Navy straight pants. Oh, boy. Which was the worst idea ever. And also, like, everything <laughs> back then wasn't high-waisted. I don't even know how I bent over without showing my entire butt. Like, I just, I don't know how that happens, but yeah. Oh, high waist. That's another lovely thing. Like, I'm, I'm just like, I can't believe that came back. I'm, I'm happy about it. <laughs> Me too. Yep. It feels good. Feels good. Oh, I like not having to think about my pants falling down. <laughs> Thank you, fashion. Okay. <laughs>
Today, I'm going to talk to you about Moda Skates. Moda Skates was started by Doug and Julie Glass, both inline and roller skating world champions for decades. They've taken their expertise for knowing what athletes need based on personal experience and have lovingly poured it into these skates. Moda Skates is different from other companies. They work hard to provide premium level products at entry level prices. They make a skate that performs at the top level for a fraction of the cost of other brands. And I love that personal small business touch that they provide in everything they do. I'm loving my Metcon Savage skates. The boots are low cut, just how I like for extra mobility and have a great heel lock. There's almost no break-in period. Just put them on and go skate. I customized my Boss Pro plates and trucks in gold and orange colors so it can feel like fall, my favorite season all year round. I could never afford customization in other brands. Believe me, I looked. It makes me feel like these skates are special and unique to me. The Monster Stopper Toe Stops give amazing lateral stability. They are made of long-lasting rubber, so I can stop and start with ease and not worry about wearing them down. The turbine wheels deliver performance you've been dreaming about. Your handling and stability and your edge work will make you feel invincible, and the high rolling efficiency will help you crush your laps. Get motivated with Moda Skates. Visit modaskates.com, M-O-T-A skates.com, or any authorized skate vendor for more details. Thank you, Moda Skates, for sponsoring today's episode. Um, I had a couple of listeners uh, reach out to ask questions. Would it be okay if I asked you some questions from listeners? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, Nurse Her says, I personally would love to hear Kaywoo's take on size and training. I know she talks about this a lot and having to find that balance between healthy training and body acceptance. So what type of um, ways do you like to train the most to keep in shape? Um, if we're talking specifically for derby, there's a couple of things that I think are really important. And number one is lung capacity and just cardio, which I think cycling is awesome for. Spin classes, I think are really, really awesome and great cross training for derby because it's less impactful than running on your knees, which we already are tearing up all the time. And if you get a really fun spin class, you can go for an hour or so and you can rock out to the weirdest songs ever. You go from like Journey to Rob Zombie and it's great. And I just think that stopping and starting kind of like working up your heart rate and back down is really important for long-term roller derby playing. And um, in terms of any kind of other training, I personally have been doing, um, I like CrossFit just because I think that it's super duper adaptable for everybody. And it's usually high interval or um, a lot of different kind of skills training. And in derby, it's unpredictable, right? Like you have so much that it's cardio based, but then you have this falling, the stopping, the starting and um, making sure that you have nice mobility in your ankles and your knees and that core strength are really, really power, like important and, and make you way more powerful than you think if you're not doing anything from there. So um, overall though, I think just like a body in motion is, is good. So whatever that makes you feel happy and, um, that you're having fun that doesn't feel like a chore, I would say stick with that because 
fitness shouldn't be um, a penalty. It shouldn't be like you like making yourself angry or feeling like uh, you're guilted into doing it. You should be doing it for fun. So um, I like CrossFit specifically because the gym that I go to has a really great community and I like going because I like the people that are there and we have fun and we encourage each other. And that is really important for me. And you have places like the YMCA that have fitness classes and things like that. So if you feel like more comfortable in a group setting that would keep you motivated, I say do it. But I played derby for two years before I uh, ever started really working out. So it's doable both ways. I think that just depends on your competitive level, but I think stretching and making sure you have good joint health is, is important. So even if you don't have the access to the gym or anything like that, making sure that you find something where you can get some flexibility, those ankles, those hips, your body will thank you in 20 years. Oh yes, please. (laughs) Now you used to have um, problems like, you know, with, all over the years when you were trying to get your mind right with um, figuring out how much you should train too, right? How did you find oh, that yeah. balance between like training enough and not overtraining at the same time? Um, I still haven't found that um, happy balance because I have slightly like an addictive personality. So once I find something that I want or like a goal that I'm going towards, I, I forget about things. And so I always think that that's a big part of uh, finding something that you can ritualize and and make it a normal and not overwhelm yourself is really important. Is say I practice anywhere from one day a week to five days a week whenever we start season. Um, I do like training on derby days because I think that really is helpful for tournament season specifically. But I think that um, you should listen to your body. And if you ever feel sore, that you should take an off day. I think some like aiming at four days of activity a week is probably a good bet between derby and working out. So if that's two and two, or if it's that three and one, um, but yeah, I think I I think you kind of have to listen to your body. It also depends on kind of what kind of activity you're doing. So that sounds good. Um, I got another question here. This one's from Flux. Flux wants to know. How do you stay body positive in the face of medical professionals, i.e. your primary care doctor, telling you that you need to lose weight? And add on, how can people who see a doctor regularly stay body positive? Have you encountered this at all with medical professionals? Um, yes. So I actually have um, a skin condition called hydrogenitis superativa, which is like um, boils and scarring and things like that that happen in basically all of your sweat glands and major sweat gland areas. So armpits, under boobs, thighs, butt cheeks, things like that, which has been a huge part of me and my personal growth about trying to be more body positive. But um, I mean, when you go to a doctor a ton of time, they're always going to try to solve your problems by prescribing you to lose weight. And I just think that that's not acceptable. And in this day and age, like you can actually ask your doctor, like for you to ask them to um, provide you like a denial, like, oh, you're saying that all I have to do is lose weight. Please prescribe that. And they won't do it because they know it's messed up. (laughs) Right. And so um, I, I, 
have been had more success at places like chiropractic care or physical therapy because people who actually see athletes all the time, because then they can actually see your athletic ability and um, can feel your muscles and know your like limitations as well. Um, but in terms of like physical doctors, I, I don't know. That's a really huge work in progress, but I would say make sure that you're reaching out to other people in your community to help find a good doctor. I, I personally don't have a good doctor to even recommend. This is a struggle, right? Like even my health insurance, like they dock me every year. Like I have to go and I have to weigh myself for my health insurance plan. I'm like, so all year, cool. You're going to send me Weight Watchers and like Jenny Craig ags from my health. Insurance. That's not cool. I promise you I'm working out. I'm doing good. So, um, yeah, it's, I think just saying body positive is finding an, a community, even if it's not local to you, an online community. There's a ton of forums that I'm part of, like, um, that aren't even derby related that are really helpful to kind of give you feedback and, and help finding and vetting good doctors. Um, I also think that like making sure that you're finding like doctors in the area that are maybe like, um, more queer friendly as well, because you know, you have areas that can be very white collar, single-minded conservative doctors. But I do think that there is something to be said about having like, um, more queer friendly places and more queer friendly, um, doctors specifically and, um, and therapists that can help in different ways, because I think that they're way more liberal and like true to help finding like a positive ground in all aspects. So, um, those are just my advices, but I have no idea. I, I wish I could tell you that I could be a better adult, but I'm not, I am, I should go to the doctor more, but I don't. So in terms of being body positive, I just think, again, like I said, making sure that you're asking yourself, this is what I do whenever I start to feel is like, would you judge yourself if like, would you judge a friend or would you even judge like an acquaintance? Like if they wore something like that, or would you like think nothing of it? Or would you be like, girl, that's fly. If it's either of those two go with it. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I found that to be um, a lot more helpful for me to kind of get out of my anxiety brain and just be like, you're being illogical. I would never do this to somebody else. So that is so perfect. Just, just keeping in mind, would you do this to a friend? Like yeah. I, I resent being weighed at the doctor so much. I just want to be like, there's nothing to see here. Let's move on. Like, I, we don't need to do this. Let's, no. let's just not. It's, it doesn't make any sense. I, like, yeah, I have a sinus infection. Why do you need to know what I weigh? It exactly. makes no sense. Give me my meds. And so I can get out of here. Yeah, like I, I had to go to my primary care doctor when I was injured because that's the only way you can get to the doctor you actually need to go to. And this little, uh, I don't know, this little Miss Muffet child, um, I, I felt like I had to convince her I was an athlete. I felt so defensive. I had to like explain like, no, I'm a real athlete. Maybe you don't know a lot about my sport, but this is what I do. This is for real, for real. I know exactly what's wrong with me. Can you please send me to the next doctor who's actually going to know what a sport is and we can go do something for real now? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that really, it's a bummer that it's like that. And I'm hoping that a ton of articles that I feel like in the past year alone have been coming out. Sorry, my dogs are going crazy. Hold on. Olive, come here, Olive. My neighbors are home. Olive, 
she's close to being done. Olive, come here. You're okay. Let them come home. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that, you know, in this day and age, I, I know the big thing has been like Julia Michaels have had called out Lizzo or something like that recently or about promoting obesity. Like Lizzo is literally twerking and fluting and singing on stage like every night. I cannot imagine how hard that is. Like, I mean, I, I think I, yeah, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, stop. No, Lizzo's amazing. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So I guess maybe just try to get to the real sports doctors and physical therapists whenever possible. Try to get past the people who don't know as much about what athletes need. Maybe we can find the right people. (laughs) Yeah, it's tough getting past those gatekeepers, but vet it with the rest of your in your community and see if you can find somebody that's good. And then once you find a good person, tell all your friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I lost my best sports doctor because the practice closed down and I tried chasing her around the city, but they told me, oh no, now she's full of patients and you can't come. And I was like, no, why? <laughs> no. But now um, my teammate is my physical therapist. So I get to ask my doctor between drills, can I do the next drill? And she's like, okay. (laughs) You're lucky. We have a couple of different nurses and physical therapists and on our team, which is really awesome to have like kind of like a resource to have all the time, which I'm sure they're like, I'm not working right now, but I'm like, but yeah, but is my finger supposed to do this? <laughs> she is so kind. I bother her so much with random <laughs> things. I'm like, is this okay? And she's like, yes, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Once you have that resource, it's really hard just not to mm, go use it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wu, is there anything else you would like to share with the audience? Anything exciting coming up or ways to follow you on social media? Any parting thoughts? Um, no, my social handle is thighs underscore on the prize. Um, I'm trying to start a Facebook page called crop top babe gang, which is like where, um, I, I started it a couple of months ago, but it's kind of dormant last year. I kind of forced arch rival to do a fundraiser, um, cause we were going to Spain and I, it was the great Spain rename where we would like vote, have people vote for different names that we would change our name to when we go into playoffs. And my team was crop top big game. Cause I wanted our, it would to be an arch rival crop top big game. And then I made literally me and, um, this other skater, Sue Bob, um, we made hundreds and hundreds of handmade crop tops. And we, and people bought them and we, we won. It was amazing. The runner up was arch rival. It was Minnesota. Um, we have a good relationship. <laughs> remember with them, that. The arch rival Minnesota all-stars, and, so um, which was awesome, but we ended up winning, which was cool. I also made Minnesota crop tops too. Um, but yeah, so I started to start a page just because like I have found people like really like la- like embrace that um of like owning themselves in the crop top and just the body positivity again like showing people what like normalizing all body types so then people can't be shocked or disgusted or uncomfortable about around any body type so if you're anybody at all wearing a crop top there's no gender age weight restrictions or anything on it like if you want to if you want to do it just 
give me a PM and then I'll reshare. I'm, I really want to, when I have time in my life, I, I find that really important um, to, to kind of do to kind of, like I said, normalize all bodies. I think it's really important. Um, and in other terms, I would say, make sure that in you're in the Derby community, make sure that we're taking care of each other. Um, you know, as a, a kind of a plus size skater, the, the community support was really important to me, but at the end of the day, I am a cis white skater. And at the end of the day, I think the people we really need to be taking care of are people of color and the um, people are queer people in the community. They have you know, struggles all the time and Derby should be a place of them to feel safe. And I feel like as long as we're continuing to make sure that we're all feeling safe and included and purposefully included, um, that that's really, really important because um, we're all here playing Derby for a reason, right? It's the land of the misfit toys in, in an athletic version. And um, if you are feeling like um, that you could be doing more in that, then you should be doing more. And so at least uh, make sure that you follow pages like the Black Indigenous People of Color Who Skate and um, Queer Skate Alliance. I think that's really important. And support games like the Team Indigenous and Jewish Roller Derby game. That was so amazing to watch um, in person. I loved it. But make sure you're supporting things like that. That is wonderful. And you know what? My teammates have been asking all the time how to remodel t-shirts. So I'm thinking next time we have a film study, um, I'm going to tell them to bring their old t-shirts and scissors and we can make all the crop tops we want Absolutely. and we will take a photo and send it to you. Yes, please <laughs> do. I am all for, invite me to that crop top party. I'm so in, I'll travel up. Come to Michigan. Yeah. We would love to have you. If you're ever in the area, please come skate with us. I don't think I've ever been in, in Michigan ever. Well, Traverse City is the most beautiful place to go in Michigan. Okay. So it would be well, really worthwhile. All right. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Kaywu, for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Bout Betty's, the only roller derby subscription service in the world. They offer a range of levels, so you're sure to find one that fits in your budget. The full packs and apparel-only pack options include custom apparel they design themselves or collaborating with derby skater artists to feature their artwork. There's so many fun colors and patterns in size small through 3X. The Bout Betty's full packs also include skate gear, accessories, and stickers. Yes, stickers. If you're one of those cool jean vest wearing types, you'll want to check out the Derby Flare Club option, which includes a mix of enamel pins, patches, stickers, and buttons made from the artwork of Derby artists. And the Classic Pack has non-custom apparel, gear items, accessories, stickers, and healthy snacks. How thoughtful. As for me, I super love the apparel. You may have noticed how often I wear it when I make videos for our Facebook page. The leggings, shorts, and sports bras are just amazing. Okay, the material is ridiculously silky smooth and soft. The first time I pulled on my Apex Predator leggings, I could not stop touching my legs and asking friends to also touch my legs so they could feel the magic that is this material. And it's so darn cute. There's mermaids, dinosaurs, steampunk, cats. Whether you're hitting the track, skate park, gym, book club, or grocery store, you will turn heads and bring joy to those you meet. 
Subscribe today using our podcast promo code POWER10 for 10% off your first pack at boutbetties.com. B-O-U-T-B-E-T-T-I-E-S.com. It's like Derby Christmas every single month. And yes, they do ship internationally. Once again, that promo code is POWER10 for 10% off your first pack at boutbetties.com. Isn't Kwu great? I really love Kwu. I, I, I've always admired Kay Woodward on the track and having this conversation, I just love her even more now because I love, I love what she's doing out there in the derby world out there on the track. And I love that she now has an opportunity to get a message out too, that can help other people. I think it's, it's really, really awesome and incredible. And I was surprised at how many little things we had in common too. Uh, fun fact, after we stopped recording for the podcast, we continued to talk for a little bit afterwards as as you do because you're just having so much fun. And uh, a little secret I need to reveal to you guys is we are both fans of Fitness Marshall on YouTube. If you don't know what this is, you must go to the YouTube because... It's a really fun way to work out if you're in a silly mood. (laughs) Fitness Marshall is hilarious. He always makes me laugh and you get moving. You get moving a lot. And by the end, you feel like maybe I can kind of dance. And then maybe you take those moves to like an event like uh, my sister's wedding. Um, my favorite song from Fitness Marshall is Phone by Lizzo, who we talked about a little bit in this episode. And um, K-Woo likes to use the Rihanna song, um, mm, Better Have My Money, uh, for like a warm up with skaters on skates. And I just wanted to share that because I think that's so cool. And it just still tickles me to no end that We both love that, and I hope you guys out there won't take yourselves too seriously and will give some fun dance fitness a chance because it's the best. Thank you again, K-Woo, for being on the podcast. I I really love talking to you. I've got more thank yous before we go today. Uh, Some thank yous to our top-tier patrons, Rachel White, Tara Wiebenson, and the training team at Charlotte Roller Derby. And you know what? While I'm at it, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank all the patrons. I want to thank Diane, Emmeline, Girthquake, Deja Voodoo, number 714, Joshua, uh, Mary Deathpire, Splice and Dice, Kitty Skittles, also The Tempest, Lacey, Flux, Samantha, everybody. You guys are all so great. Thank you so much for being awesome and supportive. I I really appreciate you guys. I want to thank our transcriber, Genergy, who's been helping out so much. So much, Genergy, you're amazing. I want to thank people who shared the podcast this week on Facebook. That would be Adam, Samantha, and Kate. We've got two new Facebook reviews. This one's from Mia. Mia says, this podcast has been great. The info is current and relevant. I love that. I love being relevant. I love that it is geared toward any level skater in any size league. Keep up the fantastic work, heart unicorn. 
Also, a review from Amy. Amy says, do you want help with a gear buying guide? How to coach better? Want to figure out how to motivate yourself? Or basically anything else derby related? This podcast is the one for you. There's a wide range of topics, so there's a little something for everyone. I just wish I'd found it sooner. Amy, I'm going to have you record a promo for me. That was awesome. (laughs) I also wanted to read this comment. That was in response to the Misty Maven episode on stopping stigma, because we did talk about eating disorders in this episode, and that relates to the Misty Maven episode. So I wanted to read this comment, and it says, I absolutely loved this podcast. Thank you, lovely ladies, for making it happen, and thus allowing others to realize that it's okay and completely normal to have mental health difficulties, me included, and more importantly, to talk as much as possible, no matter what. Really appreciate that comment. And I want to thank Jamie K. Hooray for the shout out on Instagram. That was really nice. I'm I'm really glad that the podcast helps you. Gosh, that's everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful week. I hope you enjoyed this week's run back episode on motivation. We'll have another one in a couple of weeks. And on that note, we have been talking about Derby and sharing Derby thoughts. Pew, pew. Thank you for listening to another episode of Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. I really hope those laser beams of positivity will carry through your day. If you'd like to get in touch, you can find us on Facebook or on Instagram or Twitter at Power Fourth Whistle. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E. You can find fun videos of On and Off Skates training at our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Instagram. You could also support the podcast on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. The benefits of becoming a patron include fun stuff I can send you, like stickers, buttons, or shirts from our Threadless store. You can get access to our Discord server, bonus content, and free giveaways. And best of all, help us on our path to having our very own website where we can host transcribed episodes and more content. Woo! If you want to expand your derby wardrobe, of course, another way to support the podcast is visiting our store at powerforthwhistle.threadless.com where you can get our designs on just about any type of apparel or accessory you can dream up. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast anywhere you can. Leaving reviews is still the best way to help this podcast be found and spread those laser beams of positivity to more humans. Plus, it's a way you can give back that is completely free. Open up your Apple Podcast app, punch those stars, and leave me a pew pew!